Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Doctor, doctor. I'm screaming All right, here we are on a Wednesday morning, and we know what that means. It means it's our weekly visit with Dr. Stan Anderson. He's on our WHBC Newsline this morning. Good morning, Dr. Stan. Hey, Pam. Great to talk to you. All right, so I got to tell you, this is an interesting topic that you're going to breach here with how (laughs) often people bathe. You know, people are very, very particular about that. (laughs) Explain. Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting because um, they estimate that about two-thirds of all Americans take a shower or a bath every single day. They don't think about it. Mm -hmm. That's just what they do. And according to health experts, that may not be necessary for people with skin conditions. And for some people, it could even be detrimental. Wow. Okay, so it would be detrimental how? So if you have, for instance, psoriasis, eczema, a medical condition where you end up having more dry skin, the idea is is that if you're taking a shower every single day, bathing products often contain additives like oils, perfumes, deodorants. One, those can cause allergic reactions and excessive bathing paves the way for a lot of skin infections. So what we may want to start thinking about is people with any kind of skin disorders that bathe several times a week would be more acceptable rather than doing it every day. This is just kind of a new thing. We think about skin as being um, just something that, yeah, we sweat, we end up stinking, and I don't want to end up being gross out in public. (laughs) So a couple of thoughts. One is, is that the older that we get, the less sweat that we make, the less oils that we make. And so once you get over the age of 65, bathing every day may not be the best thing, increases your risk that you're actually going to potentially get rid of some of your natural oils and make the skin even more dry. So it's just kind of interesting study. It was just one of the things that... um, that I thought, wow, that's uh, that's an interesting yeah. thing where people just do things every day because that's what I've always done. And then you get to a certain age, hmm, may not be important, may not be that essential. Yeah, it starts when you're, you know, when you have a when you have your baby. You, you know, oh, let's bathe the baby before we put it down to sleep. And yeah, you know. so, yeah, I so, guess. Um, we, yeah, go ahead. babies with eczema, babies with severe psoriasis. We have been telling moms, don't do that because you will dramatically increase the risk of skin infections for babies. And I have long heard, I I don't know, I remember where I heard it, but I have heard that this exactly what you're saying, that 
you know, using the bathing too much or using soap so often, things like that can dry out your skin and your natural oils aren't there. But, you know, you can't tell that to a teenage uh, girl or boy, that's for sure. <laughs> and, and teenagers um, generally aren't the worst as far as having as much of a problem unless they do have a severe skin infection like psoriasis or, excuse me, skin condition like psoriasis, then it increases the risk for developing infections. So just just one of those interesting yeah. things that some of our habits, we should uh, double take uh, another look at it and just look back and decide it's not necessarily important because you make fewer oils as you get older and taking a bath every day isn't that essential. All right. And then the other article that you wanted to talk about was aerobic activity. Uh, let's and well, you know, we've always said exercise is beneficial, but this is a little bit more than that. Yeah, this uh, came out of the University of Tel Aviv, and it was actually uh, put on the front page of their um, their their article that came out. And this was interesting because they were following people uh, thirty excuse me, 3,000 individuals, and they followed them for 20 years. So it's a pretty good study long-term. And what they indicated was was that people that ended up having intense aerobic exercise. So that would be um, what, like somebody who's a sprinter, would they, they would be doing the type of exercise that would be getting ready for their, their event. So it's not like a long-distance runner where you just get on the treadmill and just go. This would be high-intensity interval training that that is associated. People that do that, where they get there, really push themselves really hard for just a short – I mean, it's not a long time, just a short time. Like you push yourself hard for about 7 to 10 seconds doing that was associated with a 72% reduction in metastatic cancer. Wow, that's a lot. I mean, that's a it lot. It really was. I mean, we've always had this message, you know, to the public, be active, be healthy. Now we can explain that aerobic activity can maximize the prevention of the most aggressive and metastatic types of cancer. So that is one of the things. Um, a couple of simple things is is that when you um, when you have cancer, they are dependent upon sugar. So sugar that we take in ends up preferentially being sucked into cancer cells. So the cancer cells are more likely to end up um, being uh, happier, if you will, um, when you take in more sugar. When you do that type of exercise, then what we see is, is that the muscles, the heart, the lung, they use the uh, sugar more readily than the cancer cells do. So it actually is kind of an anti-cancer um, type of a regimen. So the thing that we're now starting to recommend is, is people that have a strong family history of cancer should do uh, aerobic activity, but not any kind of aerobic activity, interval, um, high intensity. Um, it doesn't have to be real long. It's not something that you need to do for 20 minutes or 30 minutes, just doing it for 10 minutes. So you push yourself 
for 10 seconds and then you walk for about a minute to a minute and a half and then push yourself for 10 seconds and then walk for a minute to a minute and a half and doing that for a 10 minute interval doing that type that's what's associated according to the study with having the sugar being primarily being utilized by the organs and by the muscles and so it kind of takes the sugar away from the cancer cells well, think about this. One week from today when we talk again, it'll be the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> so you'll have to repeat that all over again. <laughs> uh, well, I am very thankful that I get a chance to talk to you. So, well, Sam, I wish you a wonderful week. I am thankful as well, Dr. Stan, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Hey, thank you. I look forward to it.